Hey guys, it's been like nine months, but I'm back like I never left. A lot has happened in the last year in 2021 in MMA since the last time we talked, and I wanted to get right into it. So what I did is I made a list of my top fights of 2021, the top KOs of the year, the top submissions of the year, and then fights that I want to see in this year 2022 and then just a just a quick rundown of the first card of the year i mean as far as just the main event i guess um with calvin cater and giga chikatsu so yeah man let's dive right into it uh my top fights of 2021 let's uh let's just start with a uh honorable mention here um, that didn't make the top five, but I thought was still a really good fight. Marab Devishvili versus Marlon Marais. Um, Bantamweight contest. Both of them swinging heavy leather to start out. Both connecting really good. Awesome fight. Uh, Magic Marlon hit him real hard. Brocked him. Hit Marab. Um, swarmed him. Marab was able to recover. And... Uh, did what he does, man, and he just put the grappling clinic on more on old Marlon Marai. And uh just pretty much beat him down, grinded him out, finished him in the second round. And uh yeah, really good fight, but didn't quite make the uh top five. So number five, uh Shane Burgos versus Billy Quarantillo. Um that was you know what? It was sad because that was an absolute banger of a fight. Those dudes threw down the entire 15 minutes and they got robbed of fight of the night because they had to go after Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler. It's just crazy that you get two fights like that on the same card, let alone back to back. But these dudes, man, Shane Burgos and Billy Corntillo, if you haven't seen the fight, watch it. It's it's a classic, great fight. Flew under the radar, like I said, because of the fight. They came right before it, just tore the roof off the place. Um, so that's number five for me. Um, number four, we're going to do Kamaru Usman versus Colby Covington too. Um, really good fight. I mean, extremely high level. Kamaru getting the better of Colby for the most part, but just a very high level technical fight. Um, Colby Covington coming on strong in the last two rounds, um, I think maybe did enough to win one of those rounds, four or five, but, uh, really good fight, high level. It made number four, uh, number three, Alexander Volkanovsky versus Brian Ortega for the featherweight championship. Um, incredible fight. Um, Alexander Volkanovsky. Uh, push the pace you know both of them standing in the pocket for the most part for the first uh, I think it was two rounds of the fight and then um, Brian Ortega out of nowhere catches Volk in uh, extremely tight guillotine from Mount and uh, looks like all hope is lost the Australian's able to get out of it somehow shortly after that ends up 
in a triangle, which happens to be Brian Ortega's signature move. Um, tight triangle, again, seems like Volk's done, going to be a new champ. He gets out of it and absolutely beats the shit out of Brian Ortega from then on. Um, if you guys remember when Brian fought Max, it was like that, where it's like, man, this dude has taken such a beating, you might have to stop the fight, which when he did fight Max, the fight was stopped, but not in this case. Um, they let him go on after checking him out a little bit, making sure he was good to fight. Of course, he said he's good to fight. And uh, yeah, Volk, you know, controlled the re- better part of the fight from the feet and uh, got the job done and retained his belt. But incredible fight. It made number three. And then number two, you know, you got to do Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler, which I believe won fight of the year this year, but it's not my fight of the year. Um, and I'll tell you why. It was an insane fight, super intense buildup. You know, when you have guys like Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler who just are in boring fights, like it doesn't happen. It's like, all right, man, like when it's announced, you're excited as a fight fan. But there's a flip side to that. Because as I've talked about before, when you're really excited for a fight because both of these guys don't have boring fights, they end up somehow having a boring damn fight. It's happened before. Francis Ngannou, uh, Derek Lewis, for example. Just a really boring fight. Um, Israel Adesanya. uh, uh, Damn it. Yoel Romero. Comes to memory just off the top of my head, but that's... That's just recent fights that really hyped. Man, both these guys are going to meet in the center, and they didn't. But that didn't happen with Justin and, and Michael. They they threw down. I mean, absolutely left it all in there. Gaethje, Rock Chandler. I mean, both of them had each other rock, but Gaethje put Chandler down with an uppercut. Uh, some, I think it was second round. Um, did a flip. Uh, I'm not sure what it's called, honestly, but to to counter the slam that Chandler was about to put on him at one point in the fight, it was just a crazy fight, man. Awesome fight, went the distance, but it didn't get my fight of the year because the number one fight went five rounds. It showed everything that MMA has to offer, and um, I don't know. It just... The guy, Gaethje and Chandler were gassed in the third round. I mean, the first and second round were straight-up fireworks. Third round, eh, not so much, you know. And I get it. They left it all out there, you know. That's that's no that's no shade to them. It's just, it is what it is. Amazing fight, instant classic, just like it was supposed to be. I love that fight. Love those fighters. That's number two. My number one is going to go to Max Holloway and Yair Rodriguez. That was my fight of the year. Awesome fight. Uh, Both of those gentlemen absolutely showed everything that they had in their arsenal, and they needed it to beat each other. Um, Max, you know, who usually, as of late, beats people on the feet, had to get into his bag of grappling because Yair Rodriguez was getting the better of him on the feet. He's cracking him, man, with everything. Kicks, elbows, punches. Uh, so Max had to dig a little deeper. 
get some takedowns, uh, get some control on the ground, and he did just that and ended up winning the fight. Um, but I mean that, I, like I keep saying, that fight had everything: striking, striking, grappling, clinch work, submission attempts, groundwork. I mean, it went everywhere. It went five rounds. the The level of skill that these men displayed was, uh, man, it was something to behold. And uh, that's my fight of the year, number one, for sure. Um, so then we'll we'll get up into the the KOs. You know, everyone likes the KOs, so let's get into that. I got a few of those. I got a top five, but I also got some honorable mentions. So we'll start with honorable mention. Francis Ngannou versus Stipe Miocic, as much as I didn't like that happening, it did. Um, Francis caught Stipe, uh, well, caught him in the first round pretty bad, put him away in the second round violently, as he does. It's, uh, yeah, it's what that man does, and he did it to Stipe. Um, he's got Cyril gone coming up, we'll see if that goes down with him. But uh, that's an honorable mention. Uh, next honorable mention, we got Charles Oliveira, Michael Chandler, and I realize it's a TKO. But given what was at stake, Charles being rocked in the first round, having to battle back, catches him right away almost as soon as the second round starts and finishing the fight with his hands. Uh, good for Charles. That's an honorable mention for him. Uh, last honorable mention, uh, Tai Tuivasa versus Augusto Sakai. That happened recently. Uh, Tai heavyweight fight. Tai caught him with an absolute vicious combination. And that large man crumpled like a sack of potatoes. It, it was bad. Uh, legs folded under him. Just, yeah, that was a good one. So, yeah, last honorable mention for Tai Tuivasa. And then he does the shoey, you know. That's been a big thing here lately. For those who don't know what the shoey is, they pour the beer in. They they pour a beer in a shoe and choke the beer out of the shoe. So he's been doing the shoeys after wins, and the crowd loves it. So keep that going. Ty Tuivasa had a hell of a year. He really did. If if memory serves me correct, I think he has like three KOs this year. So he's surging. So top five list. Um, we got Dustin Poirier. Versus Conor McGregor, too. Again, I realize it's a TKO, but man, was it awesome. Dustin Poirier with the crisp boxing, man. The leg kicks to soften him up. And then the last flurry of punches he put on him and just a crack of those punches. Beautiful thing. Love the diamond. He's number five. Number four, we got uh, Cheeto Vera versus Frankie Edgar. Man, you love a front kick knockout. And he landed a solid one. If you haven't seen it, look up the still photo of Frankie Edgar getting kicked by that front kick by Cheeto Vera. And it doesn't even look like a real photo. <laughs> but um, Bantamweight Contest, um, Former champion, you know, Frankie Edgar, tail end of his career. You got to feel for the guy. I've never been a huge fan, but, you know, he's a fighter. He's going to keep on going. 
and uh, I think it's time for him to hang it up, but he probably won't. Anyway, fighting Cheeto Vera, uh, had a good first round and got caught. I think it was in the second round. I could be wrong. Um, got caught uh, with an absolute vicious front kick and faceplant into the mat. Um, so, yeah, Cheeto Vera having a surge as well. Good knockout, solid knockout of an absolute veteran. So, see where that takes him from here. Number three, Yuri, Prokras- Yuri Prokraska versus Dominic Reyes. Hell of a, hell of a fight. Light heavyweight scrap. Uh, these men traded the entire time until finally Yuri lands. A spinning back elbow from hell and knocks Dominic Reyes out cold face plant into the mat. Huge, huge knockout of an absolute dangerous opponent. Yuri's probably going to get the title shot next against Glover Teixeira. Um, number two, you know, it's got to be Kamaru Usman versus uh, Jorge Masvidal. Good Lord. Knocked the sweat off the man's head in front of his hometown. Um, I mean, not quite his hometown, but, you know, his home fans in Jacksonville. Man, man, how you let that happen? I mean, wow. Kamaru Usman had a hell of a year and just sent Masvidal to the shadow realm. And really, I you know, me and amongst plenty of others, I'm sure, thinks it's because Masvidal was playing around, you know, thinking – Marty couldn't hurt him, and next thing he's waking up saying, what happened? I got put out. But huge knockout, just uh, right hand from hell. Uh, Rocks Masvidal, sets him down, and he's not completely out from that punch, but the follow-up hammer fist from Usman actually put him out. And, uh, yeah, huge, huge knockout. Which brings us to our number one, and that, for me, was Corey Sanhagen versus Frankie Edgar, who sadly makes the list twice on getting knocked out. But uh, Corey Sanhagen, Frankie Edgar, Bantamweight contest, contest, first round, first couple minutes, Corey lands a beautifully, perfectly timed flying knee and absolutely just knocks Frankie out cold. Frankie goes face first into the mat fight over that's got to be number one just the placement the timing just beautiful I mean, when you talk about knockouts that's the one for this year perfect uh moving on to our top submissions of the year we're gonna do honorable mentions first and first one First one honorable mention for me is going to be Charles Oliveira versus Dustin Poirier. Happened uh, pretty recent. Um, and, honor, you know, it, it was a good fight. Dustin had him hurt. And typical Charles Oliveira here, lay, here recently comes back and uh, spent the second round in Dustin's guard, just kind of working. Um, and Dustin had him in a body triangle from guard which was strange to me i don't know i think he was just trying to take the round off but it didn't work out in his favor 
And immediately in the third round, uh, Charles gets his back, backpacks him, and uh, chokes him out. So, yeah, retains the title. Good fight. Um, didn't want to see either guy lose. Uh, good for Charles, though. Happy for him. That's the honorable mention. Next honorable mention, uh, Brandon Moreno versus Davison Figueredo. Two. Um, great fight. Same thing. Brandon Moreno gets the rear naked choke, gets the title. They are going to rematch soon. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, next honorable mention, Vicente Luque versus Tyron Woodley. Uh, man, Woodley had a hell of a fall from grace, didn't he? But uh, Luque had him hurt, man, had him hurt on the feet and finished it with a Darce choke. Uh, it was beautiful. Uh, I really enjoyed that because uh, never been a huge Woodley fan. So I'm going to give that one an honorable mention. I mean, the submission was awesome, but still. And getting into number five. Um, Lee Zhang Yang versus Hamzat Chumayev. And this was one of those where, like, Lee is, Lee is a tough night out for anybody, right? In the welterweight division, he's uh, he's real good. He's a solid fighter, and Kamzit just ran right through him like he has been doing. Everybody uh, picked him up, ran him over to Dana White, slammed him down. Was talking to Dana. Eventually, took his back and choked him to sleep. And that just gets number five for me because. I mean, people aren't doing that to the leech, man. Lee Zhang, people aren't doing that to him. And uh, Chemayev's a special dude. And that submission wouldn't be easy to come by for a lot of other people. So that's number five. Um, number four, we got uh, Rodolfo, Vier Rodolfo Vieira versus Anthony Hernandez. And that was one of the biggest upsets of the year. Hernandez was a plus three plus 340 uh, underdog and Vieira is uh, extremely high level Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt and uh, Hernandez man he got him tired beat him up and he ended up getting a guillotine on him and submitted him and that was huge that was huge and that's going to get number four um, going to number three uh, Jacare Souza versus Andre Munez and uh this one was nasty <laughs> this one was nasty he caught him in an extremely um sorry uh Munez caught Jacare in an extremely deep arm bar and actually snapped his humerus he snapped his right humerus which is your upper arm bone um Vicious submission, and he almost, in his next fight, he almost got that on another dude, but ended up submitting him another way. Or maybe the guy tapped before his arm didn't break, I can't remember. But yeah, this guy's dangerous. Uh, snapped uh, Jacare's arm, and Jacare is a decorated Brazilian jiu uh, Jiu-Jitsu practitioner. So, not easy to do. Number two, Vicente Luque versus Michael Chiesa. That was a great fight for as long as it lasted. Chiesa almost had um, uh, Luque 
in a rear naked choke. I mean, he actually did have it in, but he only had one hook in. So Luke was able to turn into him, get out of the choke. As they're standing up, Luke catches him in a Darce choke and finishes him with a with a Darce choke. And just the whole sequence of events, watching that fight live, I'm like, I'm saying, oh my god, the entire time. Like, it it was really cool to watch. Um, understanding, you know, the ground game, and uh, just a beautiful thing. So number two, Luke versus Kiesa. Uh, going to number one. We've got, you know, and this isn't going to be number one on a lot of people's lists, but I don't care, dude. Watching this live and understanding how difficult this is to do to somebody, let alone the high caliber opponent that this man did it to, it is number one. Islam Makachev versus Drew Dober. Uh, you thought I was going to say Dan Hooker, huh? No. Islam Makachev versus Drew Dober. Of course, Islam controls the fight the entire time with his grappling, but the way he actually finishes it is with an arm triangle choke from half guard. I don't, if you don't know, it's extremely difficult to do to somebody. You need to be passed over their body, able to put leverage on their neck, you know, and actually choke them. This man is squeezing so tight. And putting on so much leverage on Drew Dober that he has to tap while he's laying on top of him in half guard and has him in an arm triangle. Doing that to a high caliber opponent and just the degree of difficulty of doing that to anybody, you got to give that to Islam for the dominance, uh, for the technique, for, yeah, all that. So, Number one, Islam versus Drew Dober with the uh, arm triangle from half guard. Um, and then, yeah, let's get into fights that I want to see in 2022. And, man, do we got a lot of them. Man. man but I won't spend too much time on, you know, all of them. But So I'm going to go from heavyweight down, or at least try to anyway. So we got John Jones versus Francis Ngannou. That's the fight to make at heavyweight if John is going to fight at heavyweight. That is the fight to make for reasons that I don't need to explain. Again, John Jones versus Stipe Miocic. If he's not going to fight Francis, fight Stipe. I guarantee both of them take them, that fight in a heartbeat. So, well, not John. I mean, he. I'm just saying Stipe or Francis take that fight in a heartbeat. Um, Tom Aspinall versus Curtis Blades. Tom Aspinall is surging at heavyweight. He needs a big-name opponent. Curtis Blades, hey, Tom, fight this grappler. You know, let's see how you do with him. Curtis will hold you down the entire time and rain vicious elbows on you if he's got you down there. So that's an interesting fight to me. I like Tom Aspinall a lot. Uh, Yuri Prokoshka versus Glover Teixeira. That's probably going to happen. Like I said before, I think Yuri gets the... the uh, title fight next and i think he'll probably beat the shit out of glover but i hope not i hope glover wins that fight that'd be awesome um i got three fights for kamja chamaev israel adesanya because i think he wins that fight kamara usman because i think he wins that fight and colby covington because i think he wins that fight i don't know maybe i'm just drinking the kool-aid i'm i'm on the train whatever dude but i want to see him fight all three of those guys 
uh, Kamaru Usman versus Leon Edwards just because I think Leon deserves it, and I just want to see that fight so we actually know what happens. Um, Vicente Luque versus Nate Diaz. That's a fun fight for the fans. Vicente, I think, uh, beats the shit out of Nate Diaz, and that would be awesome to see. Uh, Conor McGregor versus Jorge Masvidal. That's probably the biggest money fight you can make right now, honestly. Um, winnable fight for either gentleman, I think. Uh, but I would lean toward Masvidal. And yeah, like I said, that's a huge fight. Fun fight for fans. Both those guys, why would they turn that fight down? Um, Conor McGregor versus Tony Ferguson. This, this, guys. And you heard it here first. Maybe. I don't know if you heard it from someone else, but I've been saying this. McGregor versus Ferguson is the fight to make at 155. Both these guys are on losing streaks. Somebody's got to win, right? Somebody's got to win. They've had bad blood before, the McNuggets stuff, and, you know, all this shit. That's the fight to make. It's easy to sell. Both these guys are stars. Uh, winnable fight for both guys. Uh, I think, yeah, I, I don't see why you don't make that fight. They both need a fight. Um, as soon as McGregor's healed up, of course. But Masvidal versus Edwards, I mean, for obvious reasons, the Masvidal, George Masvidal versus Leon Edwards. Um, for the three-piece in the soda, all the backstory, all that. So let's see it in the cage. And I think Edwards wins that fight. I think he wins bell to bell. But, yeah. Uh, Masvidal versus Covington because of the bad blood. We got to see that. And also, I think Covington, uh, yeah, drags Masvidal into deep waters. It's not a good fight for for Jorge. Um, going into lightweight, Oliveira versus Islam. I think that's a fight we're destined to see. Um, fun fight. Fun grappling fight. That's a that's a huge fight at lightweight. Uh, Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler. Again, a fight that I feel like a lot of us have seen coming at 155. Fun fight for the fans. Violent fight. I think Poirier takes that one, but you never know. Uh, Justin Gaethje versus Dustin Poirier, too. Gaethje wants that, wants that one back. Say Gaethje loses to Islam. Or, uh, sorry, Charles Oliveira. You know, maybe you make that fight. Um, I'm big on this on this next one, Conor McGregor versus Max Holloway two at 155. Huge fight. I'm a huge Max Holloway fan. I think he he can get that back easy. That loss he has to Conor at 145. Um, I really want to see that fight. Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway three. I think we'll see that this year. Uh, Brian Ortega versus Calvin Cater. I think is a fun fight. Giga Kikacha. Versus Yair Rodriguez. That's an awesome fight. Uh, Dominic Cruz versus Cody Garbrandt, too. Eh, why not? You know, Garbrandt's on a losing streak. Cruz isn't that high at 155 or 135. So, yeah, why not? Uh, TJ Dillashaw versus Pierre Yan. That's a fight we got to see at 135. Uh, Cheeto Vera versus Sean O'Malley, too. We got to see that. We got to see that because O'Malley got the drop foot and all that shit. And then his last one's for me, uh, Marab Divishvili versus Sean O'Malley. Just because I want to see Marab just slam O'Malley through the mat like 30 times. Um, but yeah, that's all my fights I want to see, man. 
Um, just real quick, uh, January 16th, we got Calvin Cater versus Giga Kakachi. Number nine versus number 12. Uh, Calvin hasn't fought since last January, since Max Holloway just absolutely beat the shit out of him for 25 minutes. He took a year off after that, but he's back and he's fighting the ninja. Giga Kikachi from Georgia, man. This dude's good. Uh, he lost his first his first two in the UFC. Um, or, sorry, lost his first, first UFC fight in 2018 in the UFC. Is now on a seven-fight win streak. Has been finishing guys as of late. Um, should be a really fun fight. I'm going to take Giga in it. Which means if you're a betting man, you should probably take Cater because I've been wrong a lot. But yeah, that's going to be it um, for this one, guys. Thank you for listening. I'm glad to be back. And uh, we'll see what happens with this Giga and Cater fight. And we'll talk after that. See ya.